Welcome to Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. Okay, so first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm really, I really love podcasts. This is my first time being interviewed for one, so I'm really oh, wow. excited. Uh, what type of podcast do you listen to, just out of curiosity? So the two big ones that I mainly listen to are the Joe Rogan Experience and the Tim Ferriss Show. Oh yeah, I made the Tim Ferriss show. That's yeah, it's, it's probably my favorite one. And then Hardcore History every once in a while. Oh, that's not, yeah, yeah, yeah not, nice. Um, <laughs> so I absolutely love your unicorn onesie. Um, <laughs> you've got over four hundred thousand fans. Like, what do you believe is the key to building a community on a social platform? Um, I think the biggest thing is you kind of have to do. Uh, arbitrage a little bit yeah and look into like what sets you apart and what you think you can do differently and just sort of like pick your target demographic mm. um and then the main thing is you have to understand that attention is kind of your commodity that you're trading in right now yes. so you have to look at how you were going to capture attention because it's not enough to just make quality content that nobody ever sees. And there's exactly. a lot of people that I know personally who have been active on, you know, musically specifically, which is where I'm, I'm based out of. Yeah. They've been active for longer than I have, um, or the same length of time as I have. And I, some of them, I would think, I would argue, I'm actually a, a bigger fan of their content than I am my own. Oh, wow. But, yeah. But... They're, they don't understand maybe the marketing aspect of things, which is that you need to be in places mm. where people can find you, number one, and where people that are, let's say, important to whatever app or platform or community that you're trying to build out on can find you, like yes. other influencers or um, people who are running the apps or running uh, communities, like let's say a, a moderator for a forum or something like that, mm. if you're interested in fashion, like, you want to put your stuff somewhere where you know that a gatekeeper of some sort will be able to find it, and because people are constantly looking for good content, including, you know, publications or apps or blogs, um, yeah. you're basically helping each other out. They can give you some exposure, and you're giving them the quality content that they use to publish. I think those are the main keys, to be honest. Um, but I think a lot of people forget that, you know, you can throw something into a void forever, mm. but if you're not doing that strategically about where you put it, when you put it there, you can be doing that um, without really seeing a lot come back. For sure. Um, yeah, obviously, there are talented people who are only getting like several hundred views or whatever, when in reality, they could be getting several million, which can be a bit of a shame. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, so... You're obviously very involved in the sort of creative process. How long does it take you to create a musically video, typically? It depends on what um, kind of video it is. If it's one of my more standard skits, um, I'd say those probably take about 15 to 30 minutes to actually film. Mm -hmm. And then probably about another 30, uh, 30 minutes to edit or so. Yeah. So let's, let's say about 45 minutes to an hour for something typical. Oh, but nice. then, um, like the unicorn video, that took a lot longer. Cause, I can um, imagine. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it kind of just depends. It's project dependent. 
So yeah. like if it's uh, if it's filming in public, that takes a lot longer just because you have to find the right opportunity, the right person, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, sometimes the edits can be a little more complicated depending on like if you're trying to do something tricky with the, the footage. Um, but overall, I'd say about an hour. Um, well, that's pretty good then. It's not too long. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome because obviously people building YouTube videos... Like I know people who spend an hour just creating a caption for their Instagram um, picture. <laughs> um, so I've you... got a buddy like that too. <laughs> it's the funniest thing to watch. He'll just sit staring at his phone for like an hour, and I'll, uh, he looks really worried. And so I'll think that there's like some huge text message he's writing to a girl or something, mm. and then he's he's just writing his caption. I I'll know. <laughs> I yes, I think that's a little bit too long in my opinion. But people have their own preferences, and I I obviously respect that. Um, so let's say there's a scenario in which you had to start over. Is there anything that you would do differently? Um, I don't know that there's anything that I would do differently okay. from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. Um, I would probably make my videos a little bit differently, like okay. I, I do now, and probably have a little bit more of an eye for like the attention arbitrage I was talking about, getting stuff in front of people, because I kind of learned that in the first couple months that I was active on social media. Mm. Um, but overall, I, I, I've been pretty, I haven't actually, I've been active for about a year and, and two or three months, I think. Oh, wow. And um, I came into it with kind of a social media background. So I, I don't think I made too many missteps. Oh, there was, I, I would, uh, I'd keep the target demographic in mind a little bit more or do a little more research on what my target demographic is before starting. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, obviously the demographic's really important, sort of trying to cater to your audience. Um, so, some people who are obviously in your audience, they may be wanting to create musically videos for themselves. Um, obviously you do a lot in public, but some people may struggle with the sort of confidence of creating a video or just like vlogging in public. So do you have any advice to sort of that sort of person? That's really funny because I think I've actually put myself in that category. Oh wow! <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm super um, comfortable just talking to people, but when I'm doing something kind of goofy or embarrassing, my like inner middle schooler comes out. <laughs> kind of worried about what people are going to think of me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Honestly, this probably isn't going to be the most helpful advice for everybody, but just being around other people um, who are confident. Yeah. and um, who are willing to do it with you. So I'd say, like, even if you just can find a friend or two friends um, to do it with you, or even those, even if those friends are, you know, online and they're not there physically with you, um, it can really help boost your confidence. Because mm. I know for me sometimes, like, when we've gone to do something in public, I'll just kind of stand around for, like, the first hour watching other people do it, and I'm like, oh, you know, Nothing bad happened, so I guess I can take a little shot at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, having having a sense of community, even if it's just um, through people you know on whatever platform you're active on, can be a big help. Yeah, that's actually really good. Obviously, you said um, get confident friends. I I believe that you're sort of the average of the sort of five people that you hang around with the most. So obviously, if they're confident, then that will sort of shine through in you as well. Um, so obviously. I keep saying obviously for some reason. 
<laughs> Pardon me. Um, you've developed a massive following on Musical.ly. Is there any other platforms which do have your attention right now? That's a really good question because there are, in the short form video app space, there's so many mm. competitors that are trying to move forward. Um, right now, I don't really think there's there's anything coming up that I think is going to kind of dethrone musically, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, my biggest, I guess the biggest thing that I'm focused on right now is Instagram because that's still kind of like the the mainstream king. It's almost like the business card yeah. for um, especially social media influencers and, and kind of anybody operating in the entertainment industry now. Um, and that, sure. that's something, you asked me something I would do differently. Um, what I would do differently is I would have a lot more focus on cross-promoting my Instagram and my YouTube or Twitter or whatever sort of secondary platform I wanted mm. to build out. I would do that um, the whole time because that's something that I'm really focusing on now. But getting that conversion is a lot easier when people initially follow you um, as opposed to like trying to retroactively like, hey, by the way, I have an Instagram too. Can you jump <laughs> over there as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's built in to sort of from the start, then it becomes much more natural, much more easier for the fans to go and follow you there as well. Um, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there we go. Um, so I think that, obviously, you know that uh, brand deals and stuff within Musical.ly, Instagram, general social media, they're becoming fairly prominent within a business strategy. Um, how do you see that playing out within the actual Musical.ly space? I think that as Musical.ly's, you know, ideally, hopefully continues to grow and continues to garner more attention, and especially mm. as they move into, let's say, like the young adult um, demographic and, and growing with college kids and, and young adults and stuff like that, I think you're going to see the same thing that happened with Vine sort of start to happen with Musical.ly, right. where there's going to be... Right now, it's mostly brand deals on Musical.ly that are based around um, apps, either gaming apps or other apps that like do little um, little features with video. Yeah. But I think as as this goes forward and it starts to garner more mainstream attention, that you're going to see um, bigger people like uh, Logan Paul did a deal with Hefty Cuts that was you know multi tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. I think you're going to see more deals that are like that and moving away from these kind of micro brand deals. Um, yeah, like a couple of hundred dollars here, a couple of hundred there and whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's just not, the, the numbers don't lie. And, you know, like I was saying about attention arbitrage, yeah. there's whole teams of people working for these big companies that are trying to find undervalued attention on the market. And I think that this is the biggest spot right now. Because I agree. People don't know how to measure it because um, there's no .com for it where you can view the videos. It's all on an app-based yeah. system. And I think that the, the current tools that a lot of these marketing companies are using aren't taking that into account. Mm. But they're going to find out about it, and then they're going to see the numbers, and they're just gonna, especially because there's so many companies that market to kids, yeah. and kids aren't using... Um, TV and stuff the same way anymore. So if they want to reach kids, this is really the best platform to do it. I agree. I mean, Musical.ly is one of the biggest platforms. Like my little sister, she's on it, and so is um, 
some others. I think she's actually following you, thinking about it. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll definitely tell her that we were still having a chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a really good platform, especially it's like short form video content and you can do pretty much anything. Like it's not just lip syncing music videos like a lot of people initially thought it would be. Like there's, as you're doing like comedy skits, there's cooking, like there's so much, I think, and there's just so much opportunity to create some good quality content. Um, so this is a question that I ask at the end of all interviews. If the world was to end tomorrow, what would you want future generations to remember you by? Okay. Um, I would want people to remember me for being a positive influence and somebody who was trying to, to bring joy to people's lives and not really... Hmm. There's, there's a lot of really fake... Um, people on social media. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and people who think of their followers as more, let's say, like a resource to be tapped. Um, and mm. I want people to remember me as somebody who genuinely was trying to build a, up a positive community where people could just have fun, enjoy themselves, and maybe give them the little push they needed to, to try something new or do something different or pursue a dream. That's amazing. Um... <laughs> Wow. Of, well, that's the goal, right? That's, that's Yeah. <laughs> like, some people, yeah, as you said, some people just think of them as a resource. Like, I know a lot of musicians, a lot of comedians and stuff who literally just think, oh, great, I've got 50,000 followers, let's do brand deals and monetize my audience so much that it becomes all irrelevant, which is just, like, not the way it should be done, in my opinion, like... I agree with you, but I totally, I definitely do understand yeah. how it can happen naturally without them really meaning it to, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, I've noticed the same, I don't know if it's sort of like tendency, I just think it's human tendency because like those numbers don't make sense to us. So then you're just kind of reading the number on the page and <laughs> that sort of is desensitizing you to the fact sure. that no, these are 50,000 real humans. That exactly. actually care about you and, and from their perspective have some sort of relationship with you. Definitely. I mean, obviously, 400,000 people, like, just to comprehend, I think that's your follow. I checked a couple of days ago. I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's around there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that many people, like, it's hard to comprehend all of that amount of massive people just sort of in a room, just sort of having sort of a <laughs> following to you. Like, it's a lot of people when you think about it. Um, like that's the size of the city, almost. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Thanks for asking me. No worries.